Hi, I'm James, aka Kip, and you're listening to Common Rider Three. Common Rider Three is a weekly podcast about Tokusatsu. Tokusatsu is a genre of uh, practical effects TV and film. We uh, are a weekly show split between two different subshows. One is the uh, yearly or OG podcast of myself and Ghost Senpai, as we talk about shows week to week as they're airing or to pace them with how they would be airing. And the other is the book club, where myself, Steph, and David talk about shows in a more traditional book club format, where we condense it down to a couple of months. The episode you're about to listen to is our penultimate episode on Shoki Goraikon, a horny Buddhist late night show from 2013. And this covers episodes 8 through 10. Hen. Shin. Everyone listening to Common Ride with me. This is our book club. This is episode three of four of our look at Shogeki Gorai Gan, um, a horny Buddhist sci-fi show from t- uh, 2013. And I'm a uh, Kip. With me is David. Hey, David. What's up? What's up? It's uh, yeah, it's definitely horny. That's 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 for sure. That that gets more true as time goes on. I don't know what else we could say besides it's horny uh, about this mm-hmm. show. It does a lot of things with a lot of motifs and stuff. Uh, like looking back on these past six, because you also watched like a couple episodes. Like, um, mm-hmm. did you remember it's gonna be this horny? Were you surprised at all anywhere? No. Um, uh, especially these last three is like <laughs> way, yeah. way, way worse to the point where uh, I think I <clears throat> I mentioned it in chat before, but um. Yeah, it's like I've really turned a, you know, 180, 90 degree corner on on this like real fucking quick. I'm just like, nope, Mm-mm. like this is just not not cool. I mean, yeah, Um, sometimes like when two things mix, like you get like chocolate and peanut butter and sometimes you get like fruitcake. So that could happen. Yeah. Um, Real quick, though, like. Broad strokes though. What were your thoughts on um the last three episodes that like you weren't here for? Um, I mean, they definitely feel like um, you know, mid series episodes <laughs> where stuff isn't really happening. And they are. I mean, they got um, there was there was kind of like one last episode where they got the last person of the crew. So like that was you know that's been a thing since the start of the show is building up the crew of five people or whatever to go fight the the evil dudes um and like that episode is fine like that you know but i just like i don't know like there's something about this show and i i think it's it's uh it just you look at who made the show right you look at the writer Mm -hmm. the people who are making it and you're like all these ingredients are good but none of these ingredients, for whatever reason, work together well. I just like, I I don't like. I was so hopeful at the start of this show where I'm like, oh, this is you know, it's doing kind of neat stuff. It's doing kind of cool stuff. Where does it go from here? And it just like these last three episodes, it just pivots so fucking hard into just 
being absolutely unwatchable, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there's definitely... Um, this show is trying to do a lot of things at once. On one hand, it kind of reminds me of... Um, I might make a lot of people mad, but um, I've never watched or read Gintama. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's just something about, like, certain long-running series where, like, you only see them in this kind of um, cross-section of, um, like, this, like, vertical slice in, like, fan art mm-hmm. or, like, movies or trailers. And I think that's kind of what the casting of this show is trying to go for. Can we, in a cross-section, make a great ensemble? But it doesn't really have the time to do that the same way like a 17-year like show can do or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Gintama... The thing about Gintama, though, is like Gintama is like intentionally a parody. Like It starts as a parody, where I don't think this is intended to be parody, though. Like It's intended to be like its own thing, right? Yeah. So... It, it's coming from a different starting spot. I think had it like come out and just been like, Hey, okay, it's going to be a parody right from the get go. Uh, it, it would have been, it would have been different, but the fact that it's not doing that, uh, makes it a little bit harder to, I don't know, take it seriously. It's not maybe the right word, but, um, to, uh, just like get like invested in like yes yeah yeah yeah, and especially when it seems like especially in these later episodes it really just you know it, it pivots a certain way and we'll talk about it where i'm just kind of like i don't want to watch this it could be a slog at time like even like good comedy that you're not supposed to like take seriously can have stakes like we cared about the characters and like change around a lot like they're like relationships um right there's like what? Like Mr. Bean, do you care if he's going to have friends after his antics? You know, like that's a weird example, but like, you know what I mean? Like mm. <laughs> just um, here, it does kind of feel like stuff happens. And like, I think like part of it is that it's also trying to be like this, like send up of just like traditional, like myth and like be like, oh, look at this guy who can't be in like having any more because he's like this horny old man that likes teenage girls like yeah, yeah, yeah. remember that myth <laughs> and that's a it's a hard kind of like thing to square like a parody but also like let's include these like mytho like heroic characters like oh and like you're definitely the monkey king you're like the horny old man and you're like right 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 that yeah i do like though the ways it is kind of like playing with like a lot of different like Choku elements like there's a lot of Ultraman in this show there's a lot of Sentai in the show of course a little bit yeah 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 like them being like from the land of light and like having the monsters be like mostly benign but like parts of nature that's mm-hmm. a cool thing to play with like I get why they have all these pieces you know right and making it like a slice of life but yeah but even even then the the slice of life elements are so just like kind of whatever like there's nothing really like it doesn't lean hard enough into the slice of life stuff. In my opinion, it always just uses that as a like springboard for a joke. And typically the joke is like, just not funny at all. Like I don't like 
we'll talk about it in the specific episodes, but there's like there's like moments that are supposed to be intentionally funny in these last two episodes where I'm just like, this is fucking lame. Like who wrote like the guy who wrote Changer on wrote this? No fucking way. The show feels like it's often working its way backwards from like cover arts or like posters. And it's like, oh, we want this scene where they're all at a wedding with their monster form. We want this scene where they, like it's like, oh, just like how Goku's wearing jeans and like a hoodie here. We want to have right. like go at the vetting machine, you know? Right. We we've we've given you the the storyboard and now figure out a way to have this exact storyboard shot in the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we want to just get into the episodes, like, and just talk about them rather than try and you know skirt around them in in a way that doesn't make sense because we're going to talk about them anyway? No. Yeah. I just wanted to hit uh, this. Stuff you missed in your general thoughts before we got into it. But yeah, let's start off. Let's right. get in the stink. Okay. Two in the pink. Uh, you want me to do episode one? Nine, um, I guess. Not episode one. First episode of this set. Uh, it's eight, nine, and ten. So I'll do eight. Yes, okay. Episode eight, very strange. We see Yamashita hanging out and he's enjoying a nice rice ball when he sees... It's a Sayako, and what's going on in my cart? And he gets he gets taken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he just gets he just gets yoinked by the the girl from Ring, or a, a thing from like just this disheveled hand comes out of nowhere and like yoinks him, like some fucking Scooby Doo villain. This kind of feels like an old reference for twenty thirteen. Ah, uh, no, I it's. I don't know why Ring Ring in Japan is like pretty well regarded as like a horror movie. Like I people know okay. what it is. Like even kids in the classes I was teaching knew who Sadako was, and they're like ten. So I think it's just something that has permeated the general consciousness of places. So I'm not surprised. And like at the time that the show was made, that movie wasn't that old. She's a very good like iconic character because like how many times have you seen like weird fan art on like Twitter of like her doing something. And it's like, Oh, and she's here when I'm like trying to watch the world cup or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but then Hitobi is there. It doesn't do anything. She's just like, and I saw it. <laughs> right. Right. She's like, huh, that's weird. All right. I mean, at this point, right. She's just seen like weird shit all the fucking time. So she's probably like, huh? Okay. It's <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, um, this show kind of doesn't know what it wants to do with her sometimes, I feel like. I mean, yeah, I, I just think, like, the the show just kind of doesn't know, like, at this point, they're kind of like, oh, we made this character, but, like, we don't really need her to do anything. Yeah. Because, like, at this point, like, what's what's the what's the purpose of her character, really? Other than, like, the occasional time she just has, like, this weird plot convenience where she goes, oh, I know that. Oh, I saw that. It's like, okay. Uh, the closest parallel has to be in Deno, where we had a character who had, like, over a longer or like, course of time was, like, growing up. But also, they were necessary for the other characters to be there. But she's not, like, like, when people join the team, they're not tied to her. They're just also living at her house. Yeah, basically. She's, like, she's essentially there to, like, say hey uh 
you guys still live here. Like you're, you're under my blessing. Right. Cause like they don't even treat her like they did before where they're like, Oh, you're going to teach us stuff about the human world. Like n- none of that stuff's happening anymore. Yeah. And like, this is like a gag episode where like, she's like there for some, all right, gags. But a lot of them are like kind of recycled. Like I think a part of the reason maybe you turned up in the set was we saw a lot of jokes from past series just again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the Caribito uh, are hanging out when Granny says, "You've been chosen to be local heroes." Like, what's a local hero? What's a hero? Blah, blah, blah. And then she says, "Oh, you're the Nekomatagi rescue team." And then she like Hitomi runs in and says, "Yeah." Pika man, like Pika Pika. That's what you always say. <laughs> and right. they're like, okay, I'm number one. I'm number five. It's just so like, like, I, where did this come from? Like, were they like, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, it's so out of left field and doesn't feel like it necessarily belongs. And it's just like really goofy for not much reason. Like, I, I don't know. This feels like the change on episode where he was learning how to be a hero and like played trumpet by the end. Right. But the difference being is that was funny and this is not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, It definitely just it's hard because like this ensemble cast like isn't te- isn't really getting focused episodes after they've been introduced because it's like such a short runtime. So it's not like, right. Oh, we're anchored like and here's why Geki feels a certain way, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. There's not there's not been enough like time spent on each character necessarily to give them, you know, a, a, a more like complex nuanced character where a lot of them just feel very like cookie cutter, like go is leader. Geki's the guy who, you know, it feels very Ninja Turtles, right? Geki's the guy who works on machines and he's yeah. like smart and and rise the stupid monkey man like like and that and that's exactly how you describe them right because they don't have any personality outside of that really no and it doesn't help that like later on we get one a focus on a character who's really only exists to be like a a like backstory and two right <laughs> a secondary character because like a focus episode this is not a show where you can like do that no it's not but um Next scene is uh, we're at the bar. We see Akiko Tachibana be like, here's my butt, my main character. And then um, <laughs> her like manager gets got and the mm-hmm. crew comes and finds her phone in the toilet. Yeah. And then those fucking toilet gremlins get her. Yeah. Grabbed by the ghoulies. Grab it. Yeah. She, that's exactly what it is. You got grabbed by the ghoulies. Oh. Uh. Now those are good movies to watch on this show. There you go. Just like the ghoulies throw. That's Tokusatsu, right? Yeah. Uh it is a uh, practical effects through any lens, really. Uh the uh the highest rated Tokusatsu has to be Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, right? That they were makeup. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, uh but yeah. Um we randomly see that Ryoko the friend of Tommy gets got but that never comes up again. Um, mm-hmm. And we got the granny who says, you guys are pathetic. Why do you deserve to call yourself the Nekomatagi rescue squad? Pika man. And this is just the joke from that change episode. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. 
it's just like, well, what makes you a hero? You know, I'm, I'm a hero. I, I, I do hero stuff. But it's it's it just feels more like I don't know like unearned where like that joke in Changeron was like twenty thirty episodes in where this is like episode yeah. like nine and it's like we haven't really seen them do enough shit to warrant this like criticism really yeah like they've like just been working and like hanging out sometimes but yeah and you've made them work. So they're not doing their fucking hero duty, like, or whatever you're criticizing them for. So it's like, okay, well, pick one, lady. And, like, you could do an episode where, like, real stuff's happening, but Granny picks them to, to be local heroes, and they're, like, getting involved or not supposed to, because they're supposed to, like, like clean up a park or something, you know? Sure, yeah. But it's weird that she expects so much of them. Um... And then they redo the pickled plums gag from Changer On again. From Changer On again. Yeah. And it's so sour that the whole team's like flailing around and like breaking the place. And Which again, this would have been funny if they took it further. Yeah. Like, like I understand. Like I look at the scene. I'm like, I understand that this is supposed to be funny. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm just sitting there stone faced. Like I'm like, this is lame. Like this, like it's, I don't, it, it did not move me in any way. It did not tickle me pink in any way. I'm just like, it's, it is what it is. Like, I feel like I've seen this exact gag. Like you said, it happened in Changer On. And like, maybe that's just the mistake of watching Changer On and then this immediately after it. But like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, on its face, this gag isn't funny. Right? Yeah. Because it's like, yes everyone knows umeboshi is sour. So when they eat the umeboshi and they go, oh, it's really sour. It's like, yeah, I know. I think that also this is like a lot of just, not every gag in Change Around was like built up to, like no, some just happened and were funny. Yes. But a lot of them were. Like there were some gags that were like, we spent 15 minutes just so he could like be a cat and eat cat food. <laughs> You know? Right, right, right. But I mean, like the 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 joke in Changeron of like using the umeboshi, like if if um oh god now I can't remember his name. What's his name? Guy who changes into Hayami. Sibling. Hayami. If if Hayami just ate the umeboshi, went ooh, and then changed into blader, and then then that was it. It wouldn't be funny, right? Because it'd be yeah. like okay, he he eats a sour thing, and that's what changes him into the blader. Fine, okay. It's goofy, but it's not, you know, it's not a, it's not a hilarious joke. The funniest part of that joke is it takes that joke super serious and then has like a thing where he, he transforms and then there's like a 10 minute scientific explanation of why Umeboshi does that. And that's fucking funny. Whereas this joke is they eat Umeboshi, Umeboshi is sour and they flail around in that show some jokes happen some jokes were built up but they all like a like enough were like built up that the ones that happened randomly could still hit because there was like enough of, like a baseline just like oh right. like, here's the world that's funny but also just it knew when to like be serious and have something funny happen and went to go way like super like too far mm. and this just kind of happens in a like weird medium place where stuff happens because it was in like a like piece of art or something or like it like thought 
randomly. Yeah, or, or like or like it's it's there just because I wrote it. And like it, it doesn't serve any purpose because it's not like it's not like the Umeboshi thing comes back later, really. I mean, it, I guess it kind of does, but it does. But like <laughs> um it's very rare that something is built up enough to make sense. And like right. here we get something, but the first gag wasn't funny, so the like next one doesn't really work. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. And yeah, um, this leads to like a bunch of scenes of, like the team getting got, but like they just kind of happen randomly without a ton of content. So it doesn't really like the gags in the gags don't really like land either. So it's kind of like, oh, um, show gets attacked from behind the TV, not from the TV. Right. Gan gets grabbed and we see Geki is on a swing set and then he's like, oh, it's bad. It's bad. Um, but go sees that the mystery is the Umeboshi seeds and I guess just people that eat Umeboshi are vulnerable to this who, who get it. Yeah. Who, it just like finds them like magically. Yeah. Which the the joke where like Hitomi is just like sitting on a fucking Coleman chair yes. at the beach. And she she and Ken's like running on the beach and like, no, don't eat it. And she eats it and she goes like, hmm. And then you see like out of the like from behind her, just Sadako just like sprinting across the beach like you ate the umeboshi, didn't you? I'm going to get you like that was more funny because there was more setup. But the joke beforehand was like, you know, it's just they're being goofy like this was kind of funny, though there's a part where they do like this weird like baton pass thing and yes. I, I assume that's supposed to be like them changing from human form to like their their muggy form or whatever but it's so weird because it looks like there's two people it's just odd yeah no it's definitely um weird too because like we also see like once she gets grabbed go stops trying to save her and either like he needed to be way more over the top of this moment or like try to save her I think it was just mm-hmm. like oh he's like oh I'm good sorry yeah yeah um go gets inspired by granny um there's some cool stuff where like the like screen in the background turns from like night to like sunrise and it's like a cool like practical effect that's really it because we go to a quarry and goes making some food and then mm-hmm. Tommy's being crucified and dressed as a princess. She's like, I'm uh, not a princess. The ghost says, princess. Again, again th- this is, you've just ripped another Change Your joke, right? Or like, this is mixing Garo and Change Your together, where in Change Your they always got crucified, and then in Garo it was always a princess, right? Like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's and- weird that I'm complaining so much about this fucking episode when this episode is not the ones where I'm like, just, they maybe turn sour on this show pretty quick. Real umaboshi shower, just like ah, mm. juicy or whatever. Yep. Um, I like stuff like go says stuff like princess and like that's fun. But um, he's cooking some unagi and because Granny said don't mix that and and umeboshi because you'll get a stomach ache. Wonder if that's actually true. Eh, maybe. But the heroes all come out and they all say henshin and transform and roll call, but there's no sequence. So it just says in the bottom. And yeah, um, I like them like doing the big smoke and like transforming and like saying their names. Mm. Um, 
it's just weird. I feel like this episode wasn't really about that. No, <laughs> it just, just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of there, right? Like it's all of a sudden they're just like, we, we really wanted to do Power Rangers, guys. Like that, like that's what it feels like. And it's like, uh, oh, okay, sure, I, I guess, like, all right. Like, I feel like the easy switches make them be into the idea of being local heroes. And like, instead of like stopping littering or whatever, they like go too far and are like set to heroes. Right. But they don't, they're not into it really. And then they get caught, then they get out and they're into it. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> they fight like Super Sentai style, which is a good yeah. gag. Like, it looks good. Um, and they have catchphrases. Um, Go just says, it's time for a climax, and they all make a Sentai final attack. So, you know. I mean, this is after Deno, right? The show loves that show. This show loves Deno. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, that can't be a coincidence. Like, that's too on the, the fucking nose for that. At this point, they've maybe, like, is the first year since 2007 that there hasn't been a Deno movie out in theaters? Yeah. Like in 2013. <laughs> yeah. That's a popular series to make jokes about. Um, and then we get like what I thought was like the best part of the episode was that like it's Hobie is released. So go just starts singing and she's just looking happy and like smiling as he's just doing a terrible job. Yeah. It, it, it's fucking, it's fucking weird, man. Like it's, it is, it is really just really weird, but like, okay. Sure. And then we get like she's on a boat and like he's running saying goodbye. She's saying goodbye. He's saying be happy. And, he, and she's like, I'll be a good bride. Like it's the end of a series or something. Yeah. Okay. So like that was weird. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was just, um, I, yeah. I'm like, but then she's in the next episode. So it's like, what the fuck? If they rid her off like that, that'd be incredible, actually. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it's so fucking weird. And like I think it's just like um they wanted to do like a parody episode. Maybe right. need to be a two parter. I I don't know, it's weird. Um It is weird. I will say that. It is very weird. And like I'd been like like so I watched like after a party, so I was like, Oh, okay. Um I'm a little been drinking. What did I miss something? What happened? Right, yeah. I was the same too. I'm like, what? huh? like what's what's going on like i don't yeah it's this the show is something just weird about it yeah to to say the least i suppose and then and the episode ends with Jin doing some soil stuff with a marble idol of a woman says we'll meet again rin okay that marble idol like it's just like it just shows up like i'm assuming he had it for now okay but like you can't you can't you can't just make a MacGuffin and not like kind of explain what the hell the MacGuffin is. Yeah, no. Um, we also see that Hitobi sees Rin. Right. I would have assumed, given what we see later, she would have seen Rin more, or maybe like she's only just recently started to, to live with like her grandmother again. That's why she hadn't seen her. I don't know. Right. It's just, it, yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird. In the ending song, they rebuild the shrine for uh, the grandfather that they knocked down and some other house stuff. Right. Which I really do like the like ED stuff. Like, honestly, 
like I wish it was happening in a show I like uh, felt more consistent on because it's like a cool thing to have a different thing each time. But no, um, episode. Why don't you do this one? Because I think this one has like a lot of good stuff to react to. Does it? Because <laughs> okay, I can take it then. I mean, okay, I, I'll I'll do it. Okay, so um, the next episode nine is called. Why can't I find the name? Really. Cycle, cycle, left life, death, rebirth, something like that, which is weird because I almost have no notes on this episode because nothing fucking happens. Like as far as plot goes, really until the end, <laughs> I'll lead on this one. Like, it's okay. a lot of weird moments in it. Uh, yeah, well, that is demonstrated because I'm looking back at my notes here and I, the first note I have, the show is really fucking weird and I'm not sure that I like this. Mm hmm. Oh, Itomi follows Rin, and it's her grandmother's room. She's like, "Oh, she must not be here," because you know she like spent so much time just like listening to like plays that she like does not know like basic narrative. She's like, "Huh, could my grandmother be Rin?" I don't know. Um, uh, but we cut to um Jin and his secretary, um, and she's real jealous. As he's talking about stocks and like he's tasting some wine from this wine cellar, this like sommelier, but she's really horny and she's got legs. Of course she is. <laughs> Why wouldn't she I be? Mean, <laughs> honestly, all the horny stuff here is the funniest gags to me. It makes me laugh every time. It's so just it's so fucking egregious to the point where I'm just like, I don't want to watch this like anymore where I'm just like, no, nope. I'm like, I'm good. I find it really funny. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to, maybe, but it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It, it's too, it's too fucking much. It is way much, though. Uh, but the uh, sommelier asked Jin if his tears are of happiness. This is it's sadness. And then, like, I could have sworn, like, the, like, violin, like, from, like, Changer on Play, as he, like, detailed how wine was made. And I was like, okay. He's doing some uh, Gowser stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's and he's just like he is doing some Gowser shit where he's just like naming off like 50 million different types of wine. And I'm like, OK. And and like, meanwhile, these ladies in the background are like having just like a fucking orgasm. And you're like, what the fuck is going on in this show? <laughs> And the secretary like puts a fork between her legs, and I'm like, "What's this about?" That I was like, I, "What is going on?" Like, yeah, that that kind of stumped me. I was like, "This is weird. What the hell?" And I like was watching this, and I said, "Like, stick a fork in there." And then, like my partner was like, "She's done having not watched this from the <laughs> right, side." Right, right, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't know. There's something about like it's just at this point, right? Like, it's just gratuitous at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's it hasn't not been gratuitous, but yeah, I feel like, like now what I mean is is like in the way at the start, I was like I compared it to Garo, right? Where like the nudity and the yeah. sexuality is kind of like incidental to what is going on. Yeah, but now it's just like there, and it's like extended it's long where in garo it was kind of like this person is naked but like the scene plays on anyway because that's the way the scene is 
to where this is just like this is just fucking it's like it just goes on forever it's it's just yeah i don't i don't even know what to say really it's just really fucking gross and weird and like i'm not here for that but uh what else obviously oh he says the wine is dead and your storage process sucks then she drinks some and splashes on her face she's like there's nothing wrong then he keeps gripping the idol he was like touching that i'm assuming was making them feel that way and she turns to dust yep sure because why not again like it's just like like you can't introduce a MacGuffin like this like and and just be like yep this is the thing well it was like this the way he was controlling people previously is that maybe is that how you're gonna explain like i i don't know because they don't ever say what the fuck it is he just has it, and you're like, "All right, I guess." I mean, I kind of assumed it was how he was controlling the whole time, or how we made the tree, or how he was getting souls. I don't know if that's at all talked about. That it just kind of happens, so maybe not. Right, that's what I mean. Like they, they don't. He just has it, so you go, okay. Like in any movie <laughs> or any show that has a MacGuffin. You you at least explain what the hell the MacGuffin is and or what the hell it does. Like, obviously, they've shown now what it does. I know kind of what it does, but I don't know why. Like, what does he have it for? What is it used for? You don't know any of that. No, we don't. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just the writing in this show sometimes. I'm just like, I don't. <sighs> I, w- I wish it was better. Because it's just it, at this point, it's just frustrating. I mean, sometimes like people just have enough trust build up that they can make what they want. They know it's going to get made. And despite them having like a, a good track record, they don't make something great because they just kind of like got to make something and there wasn't any like cool restrictions to make them kind of think outside the box. And this does feel like that where like a lot of the like hits are being replayed and like I want more stuff to just be horny for the sake of being horny and have like a fun time, whatever. But this is just like, definitely like it's, <laughs> it, it makes me laugh, but I can see like why it's just like super gratuitous. Yeah. Other people like it, it is. It's, it's not like me j- being a prude or anything because like I can, oh, yeah. I can handle, you know, stuff. But my issue is that like, you know, if you're going to present this as, you know, at least being like semi serious. I I assume you're trying to be semi serious in some capacity. It it just it doesn't it just doesn't track, right? Like if you wanted this to be, you know, gratuitous like sexually, at least make it have some kind of uh like like role in the plot. So like realistically, right now, what do any of these scenes have to do with the plot really that you couldn't just do by not having them there. I think they're, they work when it's like once an episode we're seeing was like what Jin's up to. He's like making somebody eat some like money or making a random like person like come and like, it's like, I love darkness. That's fine. But it definitely is a lot in this episode where it's just happening a ton. And there's like not even any voiceover to be like, I'm getting icker. It's like, it's like half the episode. It's a lot of the episode. It's like half the episode. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's just it's a lot. And I don't know if I'm here for it, especially because like it's happening, I think, to explain 
so like not to keep like bringing up Shadron, but there's a like plotline in Shadron. Like if you um were watching, which you should watch that show. That's a great show. Um, if you're listening, but um, a character is slowly gaining political power, right? And I think that's what this plot's supposed to be. Like he's like seducing and like disappearing these women to gain like business power, but also to power his weird tree. Right. But they don't really say that much. No. Besides like a line or two. Yeah. And that, and like, and that's why to me, it just comes off as like really weird. No, totally. It definitely was a lot less funny this time around. I was like, Oh, it's not just like the secretary is happening a lot. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing when it's like every so often, like whatever, like, like you said, but like, this was just, a lot a lot it is totally um and like it's like cut with the team is so reactive that the team's not doing anything they're like making some like summer noodles and they like add too much like stuff and they get scolded and then he's back and he's like uh you didn't like the love mushrooms i'm, I'm gonna kill you right <laughs> um he gets another lady and plays darts but like at this point Rika, his secretary, is helping out. She's like grabbing her and ripping her bodice, and he's like, "Ah, bullseye! I'm gonna protect the planet's beauty." Okay, sure, yeah, all right. Um, he nourishes uh, the plant and remembers Rin, and he's making the tree. And of course, it's just a giant white woman's body. <laughs> yeah, just a giant white naked lady. Because what else would it be? Fine, like cool, fine, like that's fine, but like. Come on. Yeah, no. Uh, it's. There's definitely um, a Rorschach test that the show probably fails, I think. But you're like, is that a penis? Is that a naked lady? Right, is right. that a plum? Right, exactly. It's just like. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have. And like, goes. To- yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it's just like, I, I have feelings on this that I, I just maybe I have to come to terms with, but it's just not, it just does nothing for me. Right. Like it's just, if it'd be mm. like, if Changeron was like, just had like weird fucking cutaways to like just weird shit happening because like, it's such, I think this is the biggest problem is it's, it's such a tonal whiplash between what's going on with the happy go lucky work at the grandma's house crew. And everything else right it's like okay we're gonna have wacky hijinks and fight evil dudes and then it's like and then here's a softcore pornography and it's like okay like come on yeah and then it just goes and then just goes okay i'm doing the evil thing with the the bad mcguffin and then just bang right back to haha let's be wacky and eat umeboshi and like flip out right it's like it's like getting like slapped in the face over and over and over again. Just every time it changes scenes. It's so weird. You're right. It does happen a ton. And it doesn't relate this time around, which is like true. Like it, it, It's like um, if in like season four of like Breaking Bad, there was like a random cutaway and like Gus was like milking some guy's prostate. He was like, I'm going to own the drug trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's like, is this really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> it does suck because I like don't want to lose my favorite joke of the way too horny secretary, but it is over. It is way overdone here. You're correct, uh, but 
show. <laughs> that is kind of what it would be, right? Like, oh, like just like somebody like John Travolta or like yeah, some like random dude just be like, oh, and he keeps making people come. Yep, that that is like almost yes, a hundred percent. That is almost exactly what it would be, and it's like, come on, man! Like, are you serious? So, in a lot of ways, this is like um the plot of Hamlet too. You know, mm. it's like Rock Me Second Jesus, all that. Uh, but no, uh, what happens next to get through this episode? This one is kind of the like weird lull of this though. But um, goes like I was with my girlfriend. I don't have an ex girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Right. Uh, then he has chores and he brings Tommy and Granny to the park where he tries to fight Jin. Um, but then they're on like teeter totters arguing. Uh, yeah. Like again, like it tries so hard to be funny and like absurd in a, in, in ways that Changeron worked because everything was absurd. Right. Like they're trying to, to, tell you this like story about like oh there's people coming to earth and they're gonna blow it up and there's like you know we're gonna have this big war and blah 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 and Jin's like this evil dude making a giant tree that's gonna have a lady who's naked come out and like I don't know destroy the earth or whatever the fuck it is but then it just goes let's put them on like weird spring tear totters and have them argue like children and it's like you can you can do that and you can try and do it in like you know an absurdist way but you can't just drop that into a plot line like that. Even absurdist stuff, I think what happens is they are very good about asserting what characters want yeah. and like what motivates them. And I think what happened though is that we basically don't know for four of the team what their motivations are besides we have to follow Go. We know Go's motivation. Because he he beat us up. But like Go's motivation is like the kind of motivation that in most Toku show is a background, like in like almost like a comics code to be like, trust me, guys, this guy's not super gay for his co-star <laughs> that he's fighting every episode. Like, it's just like weird backstory stuff that shouldn't be as central as it becomes. Right. Um, yeah. And like, while they're fighting, like Granny's talking about like, which one she likes, like keep teasing that she's written later. Right. Spoilers. Oh, <laughs> We cut to some more stuff like a dressmaker, um, and then we get the team massaging Grady, and there's like a good gag where Ryan says, "Stop, get I'm using his drill, right?" Which like, like those kind of gags they work. They're funny because you've, you've set up the character that you know that fucking. Mm -hmm. Geki is obsessed with just fixing everything with his drill and the implication that he's just going to like drill into Hitomi's leg and be like, ha, I'm going to fix it. Like, that's funny because you've spent the time to establish the character and why he's a fucking weirdo. But in the other cases, that's just not there, right? No, yeah. And like, it's like a, across so many genres, it's like a simple thing. Like, if you have a character who's like an alien like side character, having a gag works like it's like uh what's a movie where they like my big fat greek redding has like the dad who puts like kleenex on stuff because he like saw it like also like jellyfish bites and that's right. the thing that's a side character that's geki but i also don't know what he wants right exactly right if you don't like geki's motivation is what because as far as we understand he's just like he was a criminal dude who just wanted to play video games on earth right like that's that's what he yeah. was at the beginning of this series so rye makes some sense i guess i i guess like he, he 
he actually got some kind of plot development that that made sense where they're like, oh, well, if you like ladies and the earth gets blown up, that means no more ladies. And he goes, makes sense to me. That logic checks out. But the rest of them, it's like, okay. Show got saved by go when they were fighting. So she wants to be his right. Like, mistress yeah. now. Okay, fine. Yeah. But like she outside of that, she doesn't have any motivation as far as like saving the world only because go wants to do it. Or he's told by invisible face fedora white suit man. We still don't know who the fuck that guy is. Uh, They said once or twice he's like the king of like the land of truth. Okay, so he's he's basically God. Yeah, he's God. And like the way the scene gets changed by go being like here's my girlfriend has a hologram and then like Tommy's like I've seen her that's a weird way to change like a scene like that right but, um because we switched to the secretary she's cutting up the wedding dress and Jin's like what are you doing and she's like you could kill me and then he's like just I'm gonna grab your ass instead yeah and it's like what the fuck I don't know if um you've ever seen what the projects people submit in film school but you can tell when somebody likes David Lynch, but isn't David Lynch really easily. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, man. Like this, it, it's lost the plot for me. Like a hundred percent. It's just absolutely lost the fucking plot. He kind of has the plot of Naruto too. He's like, here's this big tree. Can we bring someone back to life? Oh, like a little bit. I, yeah, I don't know. It's in this weird space where it does feel like it's in reference to so many things and it doesn't quite have its own identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the team is just randomly in the park and they're like, oh, this tree's here. And then the tree gets real big and has real big nipples and has an ass. And Again, like, okay. <sighs> I'm just exasperated because these three episodes just really... Like, I wanted to like this show so much, but it is doing itself such a fucking disservice by pulling this shit. Right? Like, this is almost identical. What, what the fuck is driving by my house? Playing the fucking jaunty tune. Um, <laughs> Ice cream truck. Ice cream yeah, van. it might be. I don't know what the hell that is. I've never even heard that before. Um, sorry. Um, oh, yeah. Where was I? Yes. Okay. So the tree lady turns into a giant tree and she's just naked. Right. And this is very similar to in Garo, where at the end of Garo spoilers for a show that's like 10 years old, um, she also turns into a giant lady. The difference being right is that in Garo, it made like some kind of sense where it was a person becoming a god and they were getting big and like she wasn't topless either so it's kind of just like okay i think she was yeah no she wasn't no she wasn't topless i don't think i don't remember her being topless maybe she was the big god lady was like super naked and like had like a dragon headdress and stuff are you sure yeah she was super topless messiah was her name or something like that i think yeah messiah garo remember how like he played like ikaruga by her asshole she was, oh, she was, she was topless, huh? Okay. See, okay. Yes, no, 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 I remember this, but that's the thing, right? It was so not gratuitous in Garo that I just forgot. 
Whereas this is like, did did this one need to be this weird lady tree? Not not really. Because there was like no indication that it was supposed to like turn into a fucking weird lady at all. Like it was just a plant. It could have just grown into like a giant like tree monster, which arguably I think would have been cooler. Or like it could have changed into this like after. But just immediately going for giant naked lady is just like why and the way it does like the the shots too like i don't know why this borrow like bothers me so much more than garo ever did in garo it was like part of the world a little bit so it was like oh here's some messed up thing that's like dark and it's like beauty of the beasting but also like we had stuff that was like the like mermaid in garo where, where like it was like cut in half but like also had like nipples you know it was like right. okay this fish has nipples that was like gratuitous but also it was like here's this weird version of the devil or like the ultimate evil. And like, it's also like a model <laughs> dragon lady. Well, I mean like the, the like the, like the, the, I understand in Garo why it was like a weird lady. Cause they had, they had already been implying that it was a lady forever. Right. Yeah. And it, it kind of tracks with like that weird, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like Gothic Buddhist, like, um, aesthetic that is very present in this show as well. But this show goes like way more gratuitous than, than Garo did. The tree is just a tree. That's a lady. Like in that show, like it was uh, like the ultimate evil, you know? Right. Like this is like, yeah, like it just could have been a tree is what I'm saying. But like they knew exactly (laughs) what they were doing. And they're just like, why don't we just make it a naked lady? Like, okay, why? It just could have been a tree is my favorite. Uh, review from wizard of oz that, that's like what people hated about that been a tree. It just could have been a tree <laughs> no i get you um it definitely is just like this show wasn't limited so it did too much i think and like it's, it's like very funny it's like the small moments here like oh hitobi's eating a pop and then like the catfish guys there being oh i want your pop and like surfer jane is there for a second like, okay right sure but like it has no limit i think on what it can do because it's like a late night show by like two well-respected dudes i guess so it's just like let's just have extra nudity right yeah i just i it rubs me the wrong way and i don't know if it should because like it does the exact same type of thing as garo but garo just so much better like writing just set up obviously it's a longer series so it has time to do that but like i don't know it's just something about this i think it's 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 a combination where in garo they they never had it be like a main focus of like a a plot of the thing so the lady was naked it was just like okay that's just the aesthetic but here you have like Jin being this like weird like sexual predator man with a fucking like dildo MacGuffin and then you you have the lady turn into like the giant lady tree and you just kind of go like oh yeah of course it would be that because you look at everything else in the show and you're like ah that makes sense right like yeah. it's it's like of course they would do that. Why wouldn't they do that? It's just that's what I mean by it comes off as really gratuitous because it just continues this trend. It's not like a one-off thing. It's like they're just going for it but in a way that is not endearing at all or 
makes me want to watch more. Before Jin has accomplished anything evil, they're trying to make him good. So it's like he's like, oh, I'm doing this for good. I'm killing all these like various women and killing them is the only thing I do for good reasons. And it's like kind of a weird just let it be evil and in varied ways before you show why or like try to do that turn, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, I think you can make that evil turn, but it it was not necessary to do it the way that you're doing it. Yeah. But um, let's finish died. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm just going to be on this forever because I have so much to complain about. Okay. What is your thought, though? So um, we're going to finish finishing off uh, cycle life, cycle life, death and rebirth. Of course, the big tree lady attacks. And grandma and Tomi are like in the park because that's where Jin and Go were. And then grandma falls down and she's like, oh, no, grandma, are you okay?" And then grandma turns into Rin. Fuck you. Fuck you. And there's an ED where Toby has a bath with lemon peels and then she like weighs herself and is upset. It's like, okay, these are a little charming now. But Mm -hmm. um, I I like... they're do, trying to do the Ultraman thing where like Ultraman's like, oh, no, I actually killed someone. I'll pretend to be them for like a year. Right. <laughs> That's a f- interesting place to be. But also, I don't think like having Rin suddenly wake up like did Rin know that she was the granny? We don't know. She knows she turned into her. She knows that she's Rin. Did she know his granny? I don't know. But, you know, I the like implication, though, is that like it like this happened semi recently like when they told me it was a teen rin replaced Grant. right i think is what they are implying or or yeah. when like he told me he wasn't there right yeah like before because like i think it's implied that like he told me more recently came to live with granny not yeah not that she was always there so it could have been before hitomi even showed up so like she's always been living with rin but at the same time it's just like the the fuck but then it doesn't make sense because later she says like, oh, I saw that lady in the house walking around. So was is she like, was she there before? Like, how long is she there? Like the way that they set it up implies that she had like just changed into grandma. But then when she like explains what happened, it seems like it's for a much longer timeline. So it's a little bit ambiguous as to what's actually happening. Hitomi is like 15, 16. She was still she was still living with parents when she was like 13 because we saw her get her period and get rice. Right. Um, and then at some point it's applied she lost her parents, came with her grandma. And that grandma from that point on was written. I think that's the rough outline we have. Mm-hmm. Yes. So maybe at some point after she was 13 or maybe before that, but just she hadn't lived like with like her grandmother before then it happened. Yep. So yeah, it's vague, but uh, episode 10 outrageous. outrageous. Yes. So uh white hat McGodman is angry at everybody because they all suck. Um, and then the four underlings kind of throw go under the bus. They're like, well, you're the one who gave up your your golden balls there, bro. Like, it's not our fault you suck. And he's like, why, man? What? Like, why are you throwing me under the bus? 
in front of God. Why are you going to do that? He lost his mojo. He he's lost his mojo. Why'd you do it? Why'd you, why'd you throw me under the bus? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we like very briefly see Navi, but they don't show her topless. There's like, oh, she's just here to be like, hi, guys. For like a second. It's a really weird moment to be like, here's our fan service character. No fan service. Just to say, you got to do it. They're 50 days. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I I wrote down. I was like, this show tries to be funny, but fails horribly in a way that Changeron never had. It's just set up way better. And I don't know what that is in context to, but it is at the start of this episode. So I wonder what goofy gag they're trying to pull. And I was just like, the shaved ice. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. The shaved ice gag. I knew you'd hate that. I'm just like. Why? Like it's it's exa- it's the Umaboshi gag again, but with shaved ice. In the next episode, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just not not funny. It's just not funny. I I I want it to be funny so bad, but it's just not there. Um, so it seems like uh, Mister Yamashita came back from getting zooped by the, the evil uh, Sadako two episodes ago. And he sees Rin, and he keeps calling her, like, Keiko? Yeah, Keiko. He keeps calling her Keiko. So this, to me, implied that, like, Rin Rin just, like, passively causes people to see them, see her as, like, people that they were in love with or something. Like, like, like that's why everyone seems to be in love with her. Is that, like, that the impression that you got as well? I don't know. Um, I just assume she fell to Earth. We don't know when or how or why. She met Yamashita and then she met Granny. But I guess maybe like it's like some weird like, oh, you're missing a lover. I'm your lover. Or, oh, like you're missing your granddaughter. I'm your granddaughter Like in their minds. Maybe that's the thing that's happening. And it's like a parallel to what Jin's doing. Yeah, that like that's what I assume, because like it seems like Jin and Go are into the same person. But, like, I wonder, like, are they actually seeing the same person? I guess they are because they both call her Rin and Yamashita calls her Keiko. So it's just like, I don't know. She she says that she's been on Earth for, like, what, 100 years or something? Uh, That's someone else later says they're on Earth for 100 years. Uh, oh, no, right. That's old, old man. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's and then this show just continues to be gross. Like, I just, like, just, yeah, it's just so fucking, like, I don't even want to talk to him anymore. It's just, it's just fucking gratuitous. So, I could take this scene, then, just to introduce his character. Sure, go ahead. Be my guest. A Magi shows up, and the team's like, oh, we gotta fight it. But then, there's an elder Hikari Bito there, and his name is Hakun. And he says he's been on Earth for 100 years, but only fighting for the past 10, which is a weird note that never goes back up yeah so what's he been doing for the other 90 yeah oh uh, well he shows us because uh he's getting some tea and like telling them stuff and he creeps on hitomi yep and then they're like why do you hang out with like show and then he's like i only like human women right his big character trait is oh words are anything actions matter so like they like give him tea and like a futon and then they take him to like a bar where he's like groping some ladies which i don't think you're supposed to do it like a lot of like cabaret style stuff. I don't know. Uh, it, it depends on the place. Okay, fair enough. I don't think you're supposed to 
start there. Uh, I think you're supposed to build a rapport. But the issue, but the issue is that it's not a cabaret. It's like a like girls' bar, which you are definitely not supposed to do at. Not talking from experience, <laughs> but you know. No, I see you. Uh, but no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually know someone who works at a girls' bar. But yeah, it's so yeah, it's it's a weird situation because they're always like, ah, oh, this gross thing happened. I'm like. Sure, you want to work there still? <laughs> so, by girls' bar, it's like a bar where, like, you could like hang out and there's girls there. So, or something else. Just to clarify for me, because I don't know that term. Yes. So, a, a a girls' bar is basically like it's a bar where all the staff is female. And it's like how do I how do I describe it? It sounds like a cat cafe or something, but just like generic. Imagine, imagine Hooters. Okay. But classy. Okay. That that is exactly how it's probably the easiest way to describe it. It's classy Hooters. So like a Tootsie Roll restaurant. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad joke. I'm I'm not sure what that is, but sure. So instead of Hooters, it's Kimberhammers. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. But no. Uh, all right, that makes sense. That's one of those things that I think um is easier to imagine in Japan than in a non-Japanese country. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that oh. shit would never fly in the West. Oh, that would not work. <laughs> I mean, it might. Here's Hooters, but you respect the people that work here. Yeah, uh, that's hard. Mm. <laughs> that's a hard one. You can barely get the courage to tip these people. Yeah, no. Um, but like his whole thing about like giving them presents, but also demanding like tangible things that a thank you is like. Yeah, he gives them like customized rings that probably sold on Premium Bandai or whatever. He um <laughs> probably. <laughs> he's like here's these magic rings but they are they magic who knows i don't know what they do there's rings right i think i think they're just costuming to match their colors sure yeah okay that's that's fair has this whole conversation but like love is a blind lost path is an animal trail to go and then it's like here's a power stone and touches his balls it'll restore your light (laughs) he just grabs his dick yeah. Oh, um, and want to mention uh, what happens to uh, Haku in the bar for the first time in 20 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, he gets a boner. Haha, <laughs> boner joke. Funny. Uh, this is what I mean, right? Like, it's just, it's so, it's so lowbrow, right? Like, it almost gives me the impression that they didn't know they were going to get to do this. Which is weird because. So they're like, oh, shit, we get to do yeah. this. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just odd. Something about it just. Or sometimes your best ideas aren't the ones that you want to do. <laughs> They're the ones that you have to do with the limitations you have. Right. Yes. I think that that's, that's why maybe Changeron was successful because it was like, it had to be low budget in a way. And then it got canceled halfway through. So you got that last episode, which is like fucking bonkers. But it was like, okay, like. This last episode is crazy, but it's good. Well, also, like, um, just for, like, in a way, um, he does Kamen Rider 5's one of the most popular Kamen Rider series of all time. Like, they got a Hello Kitty crossover based off the strength of that series 15 years after it ended. Um, right. They, like, <laughs> the new shows coming out now get, like, stuff for the past five years, Fies and Deno, and that's it. Like, like for, like, crossover forms. It's like a, okay. He did like Kiva, which was fine. 
and then this like sometimes you just like kind of need to like re figure stuff out you have like a lull in your like creativity and you don't make the best thing like right people love don brothers so maybe it's just like oh in 2013 he'd been too successful for like too long and had to like get something out that wasn't the best you know right yeah like i mean you can't you can't all have winners but it's weird though because like all of the other stuff he's had more hits than message and like <laughs> real big hits it's like People really seem to like Don Brothers because even like I, a person who does not follow Tokusatsu like pretty regularly, I mean, like outside of the show, it's not like I'm not like out, you know, doing stuff per se, but yeah, um, or like reading forums, like I don't do any of that kind of shit. So <laughs> I don't know generally about Don Brothers other than the fact I live in the country it plays in. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it seems like popular. And people are talking about it. And Fies no. is super popular. Deno, super popular. And then there's this. And it's like, I'm going to be so interested in what you think of Fies when we watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think probably more than anything, I'll, I'll, I'll like Fies a lot more than this. Just by sheer fact that it's not yeah. this. <laughs> no uh that's that's for true um oh shit what's happening in this show though because uh we got only half an episode left we can get through this um okay so um rin has we see homeless yamashita's home yeah yeah yeah. so he's he's got rin at her house and she's like i'm sorry about being you know disappearing five years ago and blah 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 so okay i guess that implies that when she disappeared five years ago that's when she started being granny so now logically that makes sense um and then she's like i'm sleepy and she falls over and then mr yamashita takes her to not a doctor because why would you do that he he takes her to hitomi and eventually they just go she has anime cancer and they're like <gasps> not anime cancer she has love interest disease yeah, she has, by proxy she has love interest disease <laughs> yeah pretty much right it's like and she's gonna die because this isn't like some mystical magical disease i can solve it's just regular old anime cancer Say it's a, she stayed on Earth longer than three minutes. Yeah, exactly. She's dying. She's dying. And they're like, oh, no. And then he's like, well, you know, the power stone I gave you, you could just use the power stone to cure her anime cancer. But if you do that, then you're you're dooming the entire world because you're not going to be strong enough to fight the thousand dudes. And then which is simultaneously like um, the most video game any of these shows ever gotten. Yes. Oh my god. And a less fun gag from Che Gerard where he gets the power stone. Yeah. It's just like here here's your here's your your red and blue choice. Go pick one, right? Yeah, Paragon or Renegade. Yep. <laughs> so and then at the end of it all, he decides I'm not gonna get my golden balls back. I'm gonna give my power stone to Rin and save her, and then she gets cured of her anime cancer and immediately goes thanks loser bye and then disappears and she lost his balls and the team fights the like magi while he's um we've learned about this it's the whole thing yeah i mean there's the goofy fight scene with grandpa but like okay 
like that that was the most we need a fight scene in this episode type fight scene because like realistically it it does not like you didn't need to see him go fight that fucking thing no like it it literally has nothing to do with the plot right so it's just weird because the first couple like the first like three four episodes of the show didn't really have fight scenes no not really and um he feels like the like mentor for the digimon that dies halfway through like a season where there's like like three episodes oh, he's, he's he's fucking uh Gigimon. yeah exactly <laughs> which i've never thought about till now but Gigimon literally is like Gigi is like what you use for talking about like gr- a grandpa like a kind grandpa so his name is literally grandpa monster a lot of those jokes are just like that kind of joke though huh like uh yeah a hundred percent oh dude some like some japanese jokes are just like they they're not fucking funny at all like i find japanese comedy very hard to get into because like i just the jokes are not funny they're like they're just the most boilerplate like name convention jokes and i'm just like it's not funny stop it (laughs) yeah no um but that's just a culture thing i think at the end of the day and there's (laughs) So much racism for other Asian countries that you haven't learned about yet. So you have to learn that before you get some of the jokes. Yeah, that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, hey, you want you want a crash course on racism about other countries? Go watch an episode of Kaniku Man. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, OK. Oh, Ooh, that's like the United Nations of racism. <laughs> that's very funny because I'm just imagining like what that would be. The UNF racism, just like different plaques for different kinds of jokes. Well, it's fucking like. You got stuff like China. It's so stupid. I don't want to talk about Kaniku Man, but like the fucking the representative from China and Kaniku Man is literally called Ramen Man. And he's like this Fu Manchu looking dude who only eats ramen. And he has like Niku or like ramen written on like his fucking forehead or some shit. And then specifically in an episode, they show a crowd shot and all the Chinese fans look exactly like Ramen Man, which is Every single one of them is like a weird Fu Manchu guy. It's like, man, in Japan, like. <laughs> so like Canadians in South Park? Yeah, yes, thing? exactly. Like It's exactly like that, except it's like the most racist stereotype Chinese Fu Manchu dudes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So uh, I look forward to seeing what they do with that remake of Kaneko Man, because, oh boy, you guys got some work to do. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> that'll be something to see. But yeah, yeah, it's like whatever it you know okay go use the power stone at the end of the episode and he saved rin's life and then everyone's like y'all you you've fucked us all over you idiot you wanted you wanted to save your girlfriend so badly even though she told you don't fucking do it because you kill everyone you did it anyway and now we're all screwed thanks and then he starts to drink yes and then (laughs) And then Jin shows up at the bar for how he knew he was there. I don't know. He just shows up at the bar and he's like, oh, you, you saved people. And he's like, he's like, oh man. He's like, I give up. I, I, you know, he's like, you told me that you were in prison cause you, you sinned for love. He's like, but I'm no better than you. And they have this like really unearned shonen, like fucking protagonist and his like <laughs> rival moment. And it's yeah. just like, dude, fuck you. Remember this. You're my enemy. We've got to be enemies. That's proof of our former friendship. Yeah, it's just like, man, fuck you. And then the bartender says, proof, eh? 
as drinks a glass of whiskey. It's like, what? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? You've been in two scenes, bartender. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, mm. uh, centering Rin is a terrible idea. Like, she's not a character. She's a plot device. No. And like, like, I get you're trying to, to like do mythic storytelling. So like having a MacGuffin like dead lady, you know, it's it's whatever. But people will kind of like give you a pass on something like that's egregious like that sometimes if you like do the rest well mm-hmm. but having her be a character is a wild choice for sure especially when she's replacing a much more integral and better character in granny mm-hmm. a much better actress too yeah <laughs> like she looks ridiculous honestly she looks like someone was like yeah so I went and saw the ballet the other week and I got a I got an idea for this this dress that she can wear where it's just white stuff stapled on her and it looks great. And it's like she looks fucking awful, bro. Like it's like what is that fucking headpiece? Like it just look it just looks fucking bad. I do think it's definitely like just uh I <laughs> it really does look like just have you seen those comparisons of like, oh, like male angel, like a big weird dragon thing, or like female <laughs> right, angel right. It's lady? Like, it's like <laughs> boobs. It's like male angel. And it's like the what is it? The biblically accurate angel where it's like the eyeball with like fifteen yeah. wings, and then it's like female angel. And yeah, it's just like half naked lady with wings. It's like okay, sure. Uh, but that's it for these uh, three episodes, though. Um, we see an ED of go on a tree branch, like he's, he's like he's the cowrie from a from Garo with Rin and man, just Rin. <laughs> Why is she central? Please don't let this continue. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, three more episodes, and we're done with the show, and on to uh, Comrade of Fives. I have a feeling that this show will not be redeemed in three episodes. Call me crazy. But somehow I don't think it's going to stick the landing if there was a landing to even stick. I mean, maybe the stuff they want to do referencing Ultraman, Super Sentai and like myth will hit in a way. But it's hard to know. Um, But I don't think so based on what we've seen. Nope. But it could. Could. But I don't think it will. What's your like quick guess on what happens uh send the show out god rin because she's a plot device gets turned into giant space tree and then like go and jenner like oh we gotta save her and then they save her and then she's like i don't like either of you and then that's like the funny haha like gag and then I don't know, maybe she dies and she's dead forever and then Jin and Go have their fucking shonen protagonist fight and Jin dies and then it's just like, ah, I guess I don't have to take you back to jail, but I'm bump. I'm wondering if maybe like she's some kind of catalyst, like you said, vessel, I don't know. And it's like, actually, the god is bad. And he's going to eat her now that she's back and blah, 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 apocalypse. I didn't even consider that. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe Fedora God Hatman is like the actual evil bad guy. Mm. Yeah. And this is like some kind of, I needed the 
being of good to make the the chaos dragon again. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like this is going to have to be an amazing set of three episodes to redeem anything from this show. Cause I think like at this point, I'm just kind of like, nah, like I'm just, I'm, I'm just not into it. And I'm, I'm interested to hear what Steph says about, these last few mm-hmm. because she'll be with us for the next uh the next ones but like yeah i'm just not not into it what what if they pulled a plot point from changer on had just like go get gunned down by shout oh um, probably jid not go go would be wild actually i think it'd be <laughs> funny don't get me wrong i think that'd be hilarious but um yeah, I don't I don't know how they're going to they're going to pull it off to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. And even if they do, like is it going to be good at all? I, I mean, realistically, it's probably something like, "Oh, I bet the secretary sh- shoots Jin or stabs him and like we avoid the final fight." Oh, man, like I bet yeah, like I bet you the secretary will get like possessed by Rin and then the secretary's been evil this whole time and she takes over Rin's body and they're like, "Ah, now I'm going to kill you." Ha 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 ha, right? Like it'll be something like that. Ooh, and then like while Jin's dying, like he gives go his balls. Yeah. yeah. No. I, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Fair enough. But no. Um, at the end of every episode, though, David, uh, we have a couple questions, though. And um, this might be hard for you, but who are your top three favorite characters this time? <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, man. Um, you know what? Okay, I'm going to get one of my... This is fucking hard. This is extremely hard. Um, I'm going to say... My favorite characters in this is, let's say, number one is Granny. I think just the actor is good. Or not number one, number three. Three is Granny. Number two is old dude. Yeah, but she No, no, no. Uh, like Grandpa Hikari Haku. Haku. Yeah, that's what his name was. And then uh, number one, this episode has to be the, the Sadako my guy who's just like running around beating up people <laughs> for eating umeboshi like it's dumb but it's kind of funny okay i like how the character who doesn't talk gets number one yeah because it was all physical performance true um okay number three i'm gonna give to geki he had a couple good gags um he's in the background but he does some stuff um number two I guess Yabashita, just because he's pretty assistant. Um, he's doing some little scenes. I like how he brought Rin to Granny with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number one, Granny. She's just solid. Um, I don't like turning into Rin. That's a bad choice. Yep. I can't get along with that. Hopefully, like, I was really hoping that the answer was going to be, oh, and Rin sacrificed herself to, like, bring Granny back to life. <laughs> Good luck with that. That ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Instead, uh, that is just where we're at now. But of the uh, Tokusatsu, the effects, fights, suits, what was your favorite this time? <sighs> um, hmm. This is hard, yeah. There wasn't, I mean, like, 
was there much tokusatsu outside of the fight with Haku? There wasn't really that much. You loved uh, the practical effect of that idol that they have. That uh, <laughs> yeah, jeez. I think the, I think the funniest thing, like the thing that I love the most, and it's not really like tokusatsu, but the the fucking baton passing gag on the on the beach was kind of funny. That works. There's practical effects there. It it works. It's yeah, sure. Why not? Like it's not it's not the most. You know, it's not like they're using a lot of special effects to do that. It's just dudes running on a beach. You know, that's that's the worst, right? Because like it, you're watching a toku show, and then when your best toku moment is, I don't know, they ran on a beach. Like when the fight is so just like disengaged from the plot, it doesn't even matter how good it looks. I just like I, it does nothing for me. Like I don't care. It's a recurring gag to have like the human and monster form kind of interact though. So that's like not the worst pick if there was a more competitive field, but right. yeah, it's definitely a little going through here. Um, I guess because there's nothing else, I'm going to have to choose the old man's boner. <laughs> is that, is that a tokusatsu? I can't say I've ever watched a toku show where someone exclaims that they have a boner in full costume. <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, I've got, I've got one of these. I haven't had one for 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, it's just ugh, it's bleh. Bleh. That's the best I could say. Um sorry, oh, I got um a um Twitter notification. I saw a um hashtag that uh reminded me of my <laughs> dark laugh of the week, which I think you might appreciate, David. Your dark laugh of the week? Yes. My this isn't funny and I'm going to hell, but I'm laughing at it thing of the week. Okay. Uh-huh. Um so we're recording this um right before WrestleMania. Um and um there is a wrestler who's like getting really popular and like his moniker is the American Nightmare. Okay. Uh, cuz like his dad was the American Dream and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he's like got a hashtag where like it shows like a little like emoji of him, like a little like blonde dude with like a cool cape and whatever. Um, but <laughs> it, it trended number one the other day, uh-huh. and then I like checked the trend to see like, oh, like what happened on the TV show I'm not watching. Um, but um, <laughs> it was like mostly just people would be like, oh yeah, great promo, like cool. I want to see you on Sunday. But then <laughs> some people were also using hashtag America Nightmare to talk about the recent shooting. shooting oh no. Oh so no! So the little like emoji wrestler man <laughs> showing oh, up in the no. middle. <laughs> it was just like I was like, "Oh no, this is bad!" But the ultimate crossover event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, uh, no, uh, that's my dark laugh of the week. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> check your hashtags, people. Check your hashtags. <laughs> Just like a little like dude's maybe, face to be like. Maybe when you're talking about a school shooting, hashtag with an emoji, not the right one. I don't think they knew there was emoji. <laughs> they were just like, yep. I mean, they typed it. Uh, really quick, just to show you what's going on here. Uh, so that's the emoji that was showing up on these really heartfelt tweets oh, about like American no. gun culture. <laughs> uh, but no. Um, last question though, David. Uh. Best outfit we saw this time. 
uh, best outfit? I don't know. I might be able to tell you the worst outfit, but um, I like how let's go for it. The worst outfit is fucking Rin by a country mile. That outfit is fucking atrocious. Um, that being said, best outfit this time. Hmm. She's kind of dressed like a messiah from Garo, but like more clothes, huh? A little bit. A little, kind of. She hasn't earned it. Maybe that's the thing. She hasn't earned it yet. I don't think I have one to pick. That's okay. <laughs> because because there wasn't much of like actual like changing outfits this time. Like everyone's kind of like in their outfit and that's it. All right. Uh, then let's... uh. Shake things up. Uh, your best outfit that you saw in real life this week. Best outfit I saw in real life. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, man, I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been out on the town this week. I've been home. Like enjoyed my time at home, not having to work for a week. Okay, fair enough. My outfit. My outfit is the best outfit I've seen this week, and that's true because it's the only outfit I've seen this week. Okay. Um, hmm, what did I see this week? I saw somebody, um, at, um, oh, where were we? Oh, um, at the bookstore. Yeah, the bookstore. There was somebody who's like, uh, had a strong love of, uh, Naruto and especially, uh, their, uh, uh, is it Akatsuki with the like big black cloaks and like the like uh, the red, red clouds, clouds yeah, on them? Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cosplay specific, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a solid look. Good job. <laughs> that's a choice." Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> that's a little off the rails. We were talking about outfits we saw. In real life. Okay, uh, just moving on. Then uh, next time we finish Shoki Goragon, and then after that, uh, we go back to Kamen Rider for the first time in a minute. Oh yeah, like when was the last? I guess Deno was the last one we watched, right? That would be three series ago now. Yep. So a while ago. Because we did Garo, we did Changer on. And, and then we did this. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh it's quite a quite a time apart. So maybe getting getting back to basics a little bit. Yeah. In some regard. Yeah, we will see one of the most beloved shows. Uh one of the most two thousand three shows I've ever seen. If <laughs> memory serves me right. <laughs> Just be prepared. Is that that crazy? Is it is it that 2003? Man, I would have been... 2003, I would have been 13. I specifically remember there being an IRC plotline. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, episodes 11, 12, and 13 of Shogi Oregon. Any questions um, or thoughts you want to give out, but also just... Uh, yeah. Uh, David, though, uh, when you're uh, not talking about... a uh, Tokusatsu and just being horny. Where can we find you? I mean, being horny doesn't ever stop. Um, no, <laughs> you can find me on the Tokyo Fresh podcast. Uh, anywhere good audio podcasts are sold. Uh, we also stream on YouTube as well. So all the, I guess they're technically just the live version of the podcast is on YouTube. Also at Tokyo Fresh podcast. Just type it in, you'll find it. Uh. And YouTube has recently just added a section where you can tag your videos as a podcast. So it might actually be easier to find. Well, that's cool. Interesting. Oh, awesome. Um, 
you can find uh, me uh, on Twitter.com at Chase Forge on a co-host at James D. Uh, you can find the podcast Twitter.com at Common Ride with me on co-host at Common Ride. There is CommonRide.com uh, for episodes and articles uh, slash merch links there to our merch. Of course, he's going to the Turf Project. Uh, there is a slash episodes links there to different platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, uh, questions uh, to podcast at CommonRide.com. And last but not least, David, any lessons to take away from today? You, you like can't cap, immediately jump to the punchline of a joke. You have to set it up at least a little bit. A woman is like a fine wine. Sometimes it shouldn't be in your lap. I don't I don't I don't think you want wine in your lap anyway. <laughs> okay, true, true, true. Uh let me try again. A woman is like a fine wine. Enjoy a cup today. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it.